Hello, welcome to the Garden Path Podcast. I'm your host, Misty Little, and today I have my brother here for the uh, first recording of 2016 on this first day of January. And um, so, Kurt, introduce yourself a little bit. Hi, I'm Curtis. Uh, I'm uh, Misty's brother. I live uh, about four hours north of her in Fort Worth, and uh, she wanted to interview me for some gardening stuff, so here I am. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Kurt, uh, I don't know. We both kind of started gardening about the same time, but you got a house before I did, so you got to do all the, you know, fun gardening stuff, the more um, permanent beds and things way before I did. So um, I guess kind of give some background on, like, how you... You live in a little suburban t- lot, so how you kind of took it from a typical suburban yard to what you have now? Oh, uh, well, I first started out, um, we were going to have a baby, and I thought, well, I can grow her some green beans or something, so I fenced off a little 10 by 10 area behind the house and um, grew some small small things, um, mainly green beans and tomatoes and peppers, your normal Typical garden, backyard garden stuff. And then the next year, it proceeded to get bigger and bigger, um, where it took off um, and made a third of the backyard into a garden. Um, So that's where we're at now, several years later. The kids are now seven, or the oldest is seven, so we've been doing it for... Seven or eight years. Seven or eight (laughs) years, and now we grow pretty much everything that we can, and we kind of take a break in the fall and the winter, but... We still grow a little bit of things. Yeah. Mainly greens. Yeah, definitely greens in the in the winter for sure. Um, and then so you went uh, into chickens too. How'd you get, how'd you decide to do that? Oh, that was kind of on a whim. The, uh, the neighbor across the street um, picked up a couple of chickens one day and she had them for about a year and I wasn't really interested and then... The next, the neighbor next door to her started getting into chickens, and they got some ducks. And I thought, well, eh, maybe we'll get something. And then, so I built a small little uh, uh, chicken tractor, and we picked up two little. Uh, I guess they weren't little; they were some. They were pullets. They were like three months old, and uh, and then we kind of grew it from there to. And we have currently have nine. We our max was at, at eleven, and we've had a couple of. Uh, run-ins with some cats and whatnot, so. Cats and heat and. Cats and heat and, yeah. Disease ma- or. <clears throat> I don't know what our last one was. She, I, I'm still leaning towards um, maybe a, a an egg stuck in her duct or something that she couldn't oh. get out, so. Oh, that's a bummer. So what kind of varieties do you have? As for, what, chickens? Chickens, yeah. Um, <laughs> have anything from your, your typical, um. The Americana? Uh, yeah, I, I have or one Americana. Rhode Island Red. There you go, your Rhode Island Red. What's, I have a golden... Uh, what, a wine dot? A Buff Orpington. I don't have any wine dots. Okay. Um, I, have a, I have a Silky. A, um, a did have a couple of the Black Australorps. Um, oh, yeah. Those, that, those, uh, those are dead now. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, and they're like your pets for you. They're my pets. We we don't eat them. We raise them for their for their eggs and their friendship. And sometimes they decide to 
get in the garden and eat some stuff. And so they do get into trouble just like normal pets. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, do you, how long, so you've been doing them what, probably three years now? Uh, probably might be four years starting on our fourth year. Could be three years. So you think you're going to do that like pretty long term, like. No, or let these die out I'd and take a break. Gonna, yeah, I'll probably mm-hmm. let the, the, these nine kind of do their age own out. thing, age out, and just die and live out their life. And I don't know if we'll get any more. And if we do, it might be until when our this flock dwindles down to just, you know, a couple. Or right. when they, if they stop laying, we might get one or two to kind of supplement. But Yeah. So how many eggs are you getting? Even are you getting any right now that it's I winter? Did. We just, you know, last year we didn't get none from like November or towards the end of November to February. And this year we have two birds that are laying. I noticed a couple of days ago. I went out there to to check on on the where they lay their eggs in their boxes uh, in the in the hen house, and there was four eggs out there. And I thought, oh, okay. So there's at least two of them that are laying. One of them is a uh, is uh, like is, she's a cuckoo Moran's, and she lays these really dark brown eggs. Mm. And then I think one I think the silky is laying because it's a small white egg. Um, but we have two birds that lay small white eggs, so I'm not sure which one it is. So, mm. so I do get a couple here and there during the winter time, but usually they're they've molted and they take a, their their winter off. And the sunlight with the, the lack of sun keeps them from laying too so yeah right do um do you do anything special like the deep bedding or anything like that for their we do i do layer their bedding um so i'll lay down um i think it's a five pound bag of of wood shavings um that i pick up and i'll lay down half a bag of that it might be might be more than that but i'll lay down half a bag of that in their bed and then about a month or six weeks le- later, I'll lay, just kind of cover what what they have in there, and then every three months is usually when I clean it out fully, and um, so every every three or four weeks I'll kind of just dust or sprinkle the uh, uh, the wood shavings with some more wood shavings, and then I also put down that that is it. Uh, De diametaceous earth. Oh, the diatomaceous earth, yeah. Um, to kind of keep the the bugs uh, to a minimum as well in the in their bedding. So yeah. Do you give them uh, oyster or any? Uh... They, I know. I when we first started, I I thought they might like those oyster, the crushed oyster shells, but they didn't uh, really like those. I just uh, we pick up a fifty pound bag of chicken scratch and a fifty pound bag of the uh, some uh, the chicken feed, some pellets and. They'll eat that, and we'll feed, we'll throw out uh, food scraps um, left over. If we have spaghetti, they love spaghetti with meat sauce. They they're, you know, if you read on the internet, they're just like pigs. They'll eat anything you give them. Um, we don't give them anything like uh, onions or peppers, um, but they'll eat leftover hamburger. They'll eat chicken. Uh, yeah, they do eat their themselves. Um, they are carnivores or, or omnivores. omnivores, whatever. Um, omnivore slash, uh, what's the word? My brain's freezing. Herbivore? No, that's, um, um, humans eating each other. What's the, oh, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sorry, people. I do have a brain fry here. <laughs> Big old brain fry. <laughs> Cannibals. Can't, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and they, they like uh, they like oats. They like uh, oatmeal. They like grits. Um, Stephanie doesn't... We, my wife, uh, Stephanie, um, she picked up a bag of some grits one day a couple months ago, and she really didn't care for them. So last weekend... Um, while she, while, um, it was cold up here, um, Christ- or colder yeah, after Christmas, after yeah. Christmas, it was, yeah, it was earlier in this week, actually. She, I told her, Hey, fix, fix up some of those grits and, uh, and warmed them up, got them soaked and threw them or th- put them in a bowl and took them out to the birds. And they, they love, they do like a good warm meal in the winter. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Now for the, the bedding, when you scrape it out, do you compost that or do you just throw it out? I compost it. I, I do, I kind of do a mix so we have these three um they're not really chicken wire but it's more like kind of like a welded wire fencing that i've kind of rounded out into three tire size uh bins per se um that i put leaves and other garden Mm -hmm. scraps and whatnot so i'll put um I'll put half of their bedding in uh when I when it's ready to compost. I'll put put half of it into those three bins uh to compost and then I'll put the other half into the actual garden itself and just oh, okay. kind of just stir it in a little bit. I don't put a lot into the into there. Um but some fresh chicken manure is good too. So. Yeah, I know. It didn't burn the garden at all like no. being fresh. No. All right, well, that's good. And uh so speaking of compost, you said you've got like tire size. Is it hard to turn? And the, the I, wires like I, that? Or I you almost, don't turn it? I don't even turn it. So I will let it sit for a year mm. and then I will turn it. So here in February, I'll get out there and I will dump those those bins over and the bottom third of it will be semi-pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so I will uh, take that and, and, distri- and distribute that and then... I'll basically flip over that whole bin and leave whatever's in there and just kind of flip it back over so the top will be on the bottom um, and then mix it in and then get it good and wet and and go that route. So, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't really turn it. I just let it sit there and do its own thing. Right now there's a, um, a half a pumpkin on, on each uh, compost bin from leftover from Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just didn't even crush it up. I just set, the, set half a pumpkin on there. And the other day I was out there and I... Picked up the pumpkin and there's all these creepy crawlies in there doing yeah. their, doing their thing. So good. So yeah, just kind of. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, our compost needs help. I talked about that in the last podcast, so I'm not going to recover that one. But uh, yeah, I'm glad glad yours is working out. And uh, so tell a little bit about your vegetable garden then, uh, like how many beds you have. Um, well, what I, do you typically grow? That kind of thing. So. I do kind of a mix of the raised bed gardening, which is kind of what's going around or what people are starting to go towards these days. And then I do uh, half of my backyard garden is your typical uh, dig in the earth, dig in the earth, plow it, add some uh, amendments to it. And uh, your typical garden uh, that like your grandparents would have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do the same thing on the side of our house as well. Um, it's probably a 25 by four foot so it's kind of like a a long rectangle um that i usually grow uh tomatoes our our canning tomatoes like our our aromas or our um there's another uh determinant but um tomato that we grow over there too but but those 
that side of the house is uh, usually just for tomatoes. And I'll grow some some watermelons after the tomatoes are, are done in the in the late summer. Or try to grow watermelons. Yeah, I was say, do you have enough time after that? If I can get them in early enough, or I've, or if I pick up some transplants, I can usually okay. get maybe one or two, two three watermelons. watermelons. Um, but in the backyard, um, so in the raised beds, I try to grow, um, well, what I do grow is onions and garlic, um, which I usually plant in September for the garlic, and then our onions get planted in January, which is a little different from what y'all yeah. usually plant. Um um, which I heard y'all were talking about uh, last podcast, yeah. or maybe it was on your yeah. blog or something. No, yeah. Um, and your t- typical tomatoes, we try to grow uh, several varieties. Um, a couple, mainly uh, your heirlooms. Um, I might find a couple of hybrids at the, the feed store or something, but that's that's kind of rare. Um, and and I, do you start them from seed usually, or you been I, buying? I usually start them from seed. This year, I've decided I'm going to just pick them up. Last year, I picked them up as transplants as well, and they had the feed store in uh, down here in Haltom City. Uh, they actually had quite a bit of heirloom uh, varieties, so I went ahead and grabbed those. Grabbed those, and I'm going to do it again this year too. Um, so, and they had some good pepper selections as well. Uh, not your typical your bells and right. bananas. They had some. <laughs> Some of the ghost pepper stuff and some weird different types of peppers as well. Um, but I'll grow um, all my greens I grow from seed. If you pick up transplants from the store for greens as far as lettuce and broccoli and cabbage and, and yeah. all that, you're, you're wasting Waste your money. Time. It's so much cheaper to start your greens from seed. Um, and it's so easy. Um, but we grow carrots. Um, I let the kids plant carrot seeds and they always get amazed when it's time to Harvest, Harvest the, carrots. the carrots. They're like, wow, we grew these carrots dead. Um, How do you, do you guys freeze your carrots, blanch them and stuff? Or do you guys... I don't think you know, we can keep them long enough to, to store them. They, eat we, them fast enough. Yeah, and we, we, I've never had a really great harvest of, of carrots. So it's usually what we get maybe um, can fill a gallon, two gallon baggie. And oh, okay. So they're not, we don't have that big of a harvest of, of carrots. I, I can't, I'm not that great of a carrot gardener. Yeah, that's that's the one thing we're good at. Well, <laughs> you're good at everything else. Um, How about potatoes? So I, I that's the one one of the things we grow conventionally in the ground and not in the raised beds are the, our sweet potatoes. Um, I have bad luck with regular. Me too. Irish potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't grow any Irish potatoes last year, but the past couple of years I've I've been had really good luck with our sweet potatoes. Um, that I, I do you what, do you remember a variety? Is it the Beauregard or? It is those, mm-hmm. and there's a purple variety as well. Because um, we tried, we tried one of the purples once, and we had miserable failure with that. The first year I grew the the, the, the purple variety, we had a kind of a, a good, good crop, but the Beauregard. There you go. See, I always have a hard time <laughs> saying. I'll let yeah. you just say it. It's your typical sweet potato you would probably right. find at the grocery store. Right. Um. Those are, that's like the bumper crop you want to grow mm-hmm. if, if you want some good sweet potatoes to have till spring, basically. Right. Um, so we always have a big harvest of those. I don't, didn't even weigh or how many we had or the um, the amount of harvest for those this year, but it was quite a bit. I, we had one potato that fed our entire extended family for Thanksgiving. For for, oh, yeah. wow. Good. We had made a sweet potato casserole out of it, so... That's, oh, I think I saw a picture of you guys yeah, cutting it. Yeah, it was almost the size of my head. Yeah. 
That's pretty big. Yeah, it was pretty big. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and yeah. you do good with garlic. I grow garlic. Yep. So I start garlic do in September. Do hard neck, soft neck? What do you do? I do a mix. So I have one variety that is might be, a, it's either like a Siberian star or something of that purplish kind of mm-hmm. toned skin. But I'm not sure if it's that variety or if it's another variety that I have that's very similar to it. But I also have a hard neck, which is called uh, Music. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's a, it produces like five cloves. Okay. So it's kind of a smaller garlic, but uh, but that's our... We grow... I try to grow one of each, so... Hmm. And I haven't bought garlic in years, because I just saved the biggest biggest uh, heads of garlic and just replant, replant them. Replant them? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's something we want to get better at, is garlic. We keep having really bad harvests, because we keep missing the wrong... <laughs> missing the window. <laughs> Had bad bad timing on that. And your onions, what do you do the... I do I do the the bunch of bunches you know, okay. pick them up and like kind of like basically transplants right and, um, I plant them in the into January first part of February usually around um, like the twenty first or twenty fifth of January and so you're you're in zone eight B or A eight B I would call it eight A um, but it's it's iffy. The new zoning thing that they came out with, I would still call it myself 7B, but the way they've got it now, it's like an 8, a, a, we're like right on the line. Okay. So we start that in January, and uh, which, so they... Onions in January. Onions yeah. in January, yeah. All right, cool. Um, and our typical last frost here in Fort Worth is around March, March 15th yeah. to April 1st. Yeah. So. The weird... Weird times where you might get something in April. Oh, yeah. We had one. I had already planted our tomatoes probably four or three years ago. I remember that. And I had like 30 well, plants out, and I, they were already in the ground. Had the, Yeah, and then it just, a freak frost, and everything was gone. Yeah, tomatoes are actually kind of difficult in Texas because we have these late freezes, mm-hmm. and then it gets so hot so fast, we have such a short blooming period. Mm-hmm. And so it sucks. Even I mean, even for me down in Houston, because in Houston, even though I might be, I'm on the north side, so our winters aren't nearly as mild as the south side of Houston. And except for like this last month, which I was like, man, I wish I had tomatoes right now, because <laughs> it's been perfect time for tomatoes. Um, so we still just get so hot and humid and. I remember, I think, two or three years ago, we had, like, a cool front come through in July, and we were, like, we got, like, a second flush of tomatoes, which would normally, your tomatoes are finishing up by then. Burnt up. and Yeah. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people try fall tomatoes. Do you do that? I've tried it once, and sometimes... It's hit and miss. Yeah, that time it was hit and miss, and there's then there's times where I'll just kind of trim back my spring oh, plants mm-hmm. and let them grow back again, and... That's still kind of iffy, too. Yeah, you're probably not going to get enough to, like, can another round or anything. It's just probably enough to, like, snack on. I, yeah, we've never, I think the cherry tomatoes are what pull through the best. Yeah, we had, like, like our yellow pear. You ever grow, like, yellow pear? Oh, God, Those things are ridiculous. (laughs) Prolific is, yeah. (laughs) Yellow pear, and then we've done the Galapagos and Everglades. Um, Those are really prolific, too. Um, So, those are cool. Um, no, tell everybody about your, your weed experiment. And I actually don't know what ever happened with that, so. We're going to say wheat, not weed. Yeah, yeah wheat, sorry. <laughs> it sounded <laughs> that to me like it was clear. weed. <laughs> I don't grow weed. 
He's not um, in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but wheat, so wheat, uh, usually you, you would assume you'd have to have acres and acres of, of field to grow wheat. Um, so, uh, so I decided one spring, oh, I'm going to try to grow some wheat. And I didn't think I would have enough to, or, or have enough to harvest to, to do anything with. Um, so on the side of our house where we usually grow our tomatoes, I grew wheat one spring and, uh, it was, uh, in kind of a weird experience. So you, it's kind of like you're uh, like a grass seed and you kind of just, you, we, I sprinkled it into three different rows and wasn't really a, a deep planting, but it was just kind of a, a sprinkle on top and kind of rake it in a little bit and, um, and watered it several uh, times until it sprouted and it sprouted within the week and i would say probably around july was it was about ready and we, the only way we knew it was ready was um you can take like the the actual wheat um uh kernel or seed and you can like pinch it with your your fingernails and if it's like really hard mm. um you'll know that if the plant is is, is ready to harvest, harvest. Um, but it's usually like the brown, dry looking. Right. It looks like it's dead, basically. Right. And um, and we, I, I threshed it. So basically, threshing is like uh, you're basically beating the, the the wheat stalk to get the seed out. Right. And uh, so we, I took some like a pillowcase and got uh, a bundle of the stalks and put it in a pillowcase and just beat it up against the uh, the brick of the house. Um, and then you have to. Uh, Kind of like once you get all the 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 leaves and the the seed heads off of the the stalks, you, there's a I forget what it's called. Uh, I think it's called winnowing, mm. where you uh, get two two bowls. One's empty and one has the 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 stuff in it, and you kind of just let it fall in the air to the other bowl, and the seed will fall into the other bowl, and, and then the, the other stuff will. One, yeah. There you go. The chaff. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. There. That's all right. I don't always know the right terms either. So. Um, and then, uh, so I, I actually, uh, never got around to actually grinding and turning it into a flower, uh, per se. So, so, so I it? still have probably five pounds of, Oh, you got five pounds of it? It was a, it was quite a bit. Wow. Um, it didn't look like much, but when you go to weigh it, it, it ended up being about five pounds. Um, but yeah, it's in the freezer. Okay, it's still so good. Still so I can still it. use it and grind it. So it's still sitting up there. I can still maybe you should do that. I just spring. I don't have a, you know, I'm not a, uh, I don't have a, a grinder. A grinder. So I mean, I don't have a, a flint and yeah. flint and still lots to right. make fire. But yeah, a right. grinding stone or right. whatever. Like, I wonder if there's anybody around here that grinds that does it. There's got to be somebody that has somebody. Something. But yeah, but but we uh, it was a great experience. So yeah, if you don't even have to have acreage. It was Good. Just... I'm glad to hear because Chris, I was trying to be like, you should grow wheat. Actually, I was reading an old blog post and I, that's what I remember. Chris, I said, wrote that Chris really wanted to try wheat and I read it back to him and he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, dude, you told me three years ago you wanted to grow wheat. Well, he, <laughs> tell him to get his, his butt out there and, and, and uh, plant some wheat. I found it. Um, so the only, I, it was hard to find wheat. Um, cause you can't just go to the store or like right. a hardware store or feed stores. I mean, I think you probably could go to a, a feed, feed store. store. Um, there was a one feed store out in Keller that I found some, but it really was, wasn't really for the cooking variety. It was just kind of more of a, like feed. a, a feed variety for, for livestock or grazing or whatever. Um, but on, there's a, 
you've heard of Johnny's Selected Seeds, mm-hmm. right? So they're up in Maine, and um, I found them, and they had some good um, hard varieties. Um, so there's like a soft variety and a hard variety, and the hard varieties are, are better for baking and whatnot. Okay. Um, and they were, I finally found them, and I was able to get a, like a, I think it was like a pound or two of, of, of seed. So. Okay. Well, that sounds like, I mean, that was a pretty good experiment. Experiment for the plot size, you got five pounds worth. I wonder yeah. how much it grind, I mean, I guess it would grind. I don't know how much it would grind into. But. Right. But still, I mean, if you could make a loaf of bread or pizza or I don't know, something. Something. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. So, um, okay, we'll switch from vegetable to, to like flower and ornamental gardening. Um, I mean, you don't, you have a little bit of a flower bed up front, but You've kind of definitely more the edible side of gardening, but uh, I don't know. You can talk a little bit about that. Well, what do you got going? Anything? I mean, there's probably not much going right now, but no. Like our backyard is, I leave the backyard for the kids and and the birds and the dogs. So um, there's really not much in the backyard besides a fenced off garden and then grass for the kids to play in. And then on the front side. We have your typical boxwood shrubs, and which uh, I have ha, did have some uh, some sagebrush uh, or sage bushes. I guess that's what you would call oh, them. the Texas sage. The Texas sage, yeah, um, for some more drought tolerant stuff. Um, but as far as flowers, um, the datura, the angel trumpet, mm-hmm. uh, we grow that, and then I have several different. Like teacup, I like teacup roses better than like full sized roses for some reason. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Most people like their big, big roses, big roses yeah. and I'm, I like the little teacup sized roses. So I have like three or four different teacup sized rose plants that I have planted in the front yard. And uh, there's a another. Is it a rock rose? Oh, the, is it the moss you're talking about? Oh no, the rock rose. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Never mind. Um, but it's like a pink flower. Yeah. And I uh, mine keeps rotting. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, mine's mine has dropped seeds and it's already I've got like sprouts everywhere from it. So, um, but I'll I'll throw down the wildflower wildflower seed, seed and just see what comes see up. what comes up. I have my mother or our mother mm-hmm. uh, had some coneflower seeds that she oh, gave yeah. me one year and those not took off crazy. So I've kind of backed off on that and um, last this past spring or last last winter so a year ago i threw down some poppy seed and some orange and some red poppy seed and those those are good yeah new blue bonnets too yeah so blue bonnets i just those are kind of self-seeding self-seeding by themselves up by the our our mailbox by the street and uh so i really don't do much with that most of the stuff that i grow flower wise i just let it self-seed or i'll pick the head off of a flower and throw it back in the ground and I don't, I don't do plant, a lot. I don't do much. So yeah. I just let it do its own thing and, and whatnot. Do you still have banana trees or? No, no, no banana trees. Okay. I do grow an orange tree. So I, we picked oh, yeah. four, four, no, eight oranges uh, two weekends ago. They, and, uh, what kind? Do you know? I have no idea. Some Texas variety, uh, or I don't something. know what it was. Something, something that you couldn't, because you can't, citrus is weird because you can't, have it shipped to Texas from another state, kind of like California. Mm-hmm. So you have to buy the plant in Texas. And so I picked it up at like Home Depot four years ago or, or five years ago. 
And I had, um, so it stays in a pot and, uh, bring it in in the winter, bring it in the winter, pain in the ass, <laughs> but sorry. And, um, um, all right. Yeah. Cool. And the pecan <laughs> tree from dad's doing good. Pecan tree from dad took off and it's. And then eventually you're not going to have, you're going to have shade in your front yard and no grass. And no so. grass. That's going to do what, what it, it does, does here. here. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll have pecans. Yes, and we had I planted a plum and a and a peach tree in the front yard too. And oh, we had, okay. We actually had one peach this year. So hopefully next year we'll get some more. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh our peach trees are gonna do really good. They did pretty good last year. Um I got a quite a good harvest, but I think they're gonna start taking off. And then Chris is gonna let our two of our citrus actually fruit this coming year. Um, instead of picking it off because they've been in the ground for a couple of years now. So I'm hoping we get some fruit from the citrus. Well, and you're far enough south where you don't have to worry about the freezes and whatnot. Well, if it if it looks like it's going to be under 30 for a significant amount of time, we will cover them. Um, but yeah, even we typically don't worry about them nearly as much because they don't usually have as big of a problem. But we had a lime, a key lime, and those are more sensitive when we were always babying that thing. And then it died so i don't think it died from a freeze though i don't i think it got something i don't know what happened to it but we replaced it with something more hardy and different orange so um all right uh so what do you have growing right now anything right now i have um swiss chard and broccoli and lettuce um some romaine and black seeded simpson uh leaf type Mm -hmm. um and there's some carrots in the ground and garlic. That's it. That's it. And you you're gonna start onions soon and onions anything else so you'll start in the next three weeks. I'll start onions and then okay. uh, kind of wait for tomatoes after that. Yeah, I'm not gonna start. I'm not start like I said we said yeah. earlier. I'm not gonna do those. Start those from seed this year. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right, but well, that's it. I think I, I hear children keep coming this way, so I think we may be uh, winding down for this section, but I definitely want to have you on again because I think we could talk, like, we didn't even talk about, like, family stuff and, you know, reminiscing and all that fun thing. So, um, so yeah, we're going to wind down, and do you want to tell anybody where you're at on the internet? I know you don't blog much anymore, but... You, you can go to a... a uh... <laughs> A blank version of my website at backyardramblings.com. There's nothing on there uh, except a <laughs> an about page, an about page or a test page or something. But I used to blog there, uh, so I still have that website, and I've been meaning to, to get on there and, and, and start doing some stuff. And you can see his old posts on sproutdispatch.com too. If you search for the post for him, Curtis, um, he used to be on a little collaborative garden blog I did with a friend, and uh, he, he hasn't done that for like two or three years now either, but. You can read his stuff there, and you too. can find me on YouTube, uh, Geo Curtis eighty three, I believe, is uh, my username on YouTube, and then that's about it. Yeah, I post uh, our mainly family vacation stuff, and I do some might do a, some Garden gardening video. stuff you every should. once in a while. You should. And, oh, you're on Periscope though. Yeah, I'm on Periscope, so you can find me on there at uh, Curtis W eighty three, or it might be Backyard Ramblings. Just I'm not look sure. around, or. <laughs> Because you've done garden stuff on there too before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Thanks for joining, bro. Not a problem. It's very fun. So, um, all right. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes if you haven't or on Stitcher. And hey, it'd be cool if you left a comment on iTunes or a rating and or commented on the blog at um, thegardenpathpodcast.com. You can also email me at thegardenpathpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you again soon.